0: It's a huge relief when your baby starts to sleep soundly through the night and an opportunity to regain some normality with your own sleep opportunities. So what do you do when your baby, who's been sleeping well, starts to refuse to settle? If your baby's sleep pattern suddenly changes, then there's no need to stress. It's actually a healthy sign. Sleep consultant Catherine Thompson prefers to view this as more of a developmental milestone instead of a sleep regression. In this episode, I talk with Catherine about what she likes to refer to as brain progression. Catherine shares a number of tips and suggestions to help you both move through this milestone. I'm infant massage instructor Helen Thompson. Hello and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. Being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged four weeks to ten months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage, so let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. Hi Catherine, welcome back to First Time Mums Chat. It's lovely to have you back here again. And as we discussed, this, this um, podcast is going to be about um, sleep progression rather than regression.
1: Lovely, Helen. Thanks for having me back. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, so a, a widely talked about topic in the parenting world.
0: So I'm first of all going to ask you what I, I know I've heard all about sleep regression, but what exactly is sleep regression? Sure. So baby sleep
1: regression refers to the periods, which usually can be anywhere between sort of two to six weeks when your baby, let's say, regresses in their sleep patterns there can be a variety of reasons why this this might happen but feel feel assured that it's normal it's actually a healthy indicator that your baby is developing so there can be a number of reasons for these regressions and the main reasons generally a mental leap or a developmental milestone
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: these are natural sort of uh you know emotional physical changes cognitive you know changes for your yeah, baby yeah. that that can alter their sleep and, and I guess their ability to settle a little bit. You know, I think Babies can also regress in their sleep if their, I guess, regular patterns or routine have been disrupted a little bit. Sometimes when they're unwell, they can also acquire a bit more comfort and uh, their sleep can change a little bit too. And then um, any sort of, I guess, emotional stress or change in environment, you know, things such as separation anxiety that can also
0: influence um, sleep and settling. Yeah, and I guess I was just thinking when you said that, if if they're craw- if they're going through the stages of crawling and rolling, well, depending on the age, but I'm thinking of crawling and rolling over and sort of beginning to sort of have a lot more movement and being taken to the park and having more exercise, I guess they might be either overtired or overstimulated, so they might regress. Could that be a, a reason as well? Yes yeah, so naturally when we see these
1: i guess developmental milestones um occur and um, 6 months is typically i guess one that you know and every baby again goes through these i guess leaps at different stages so 6 months old is is generally yeah, one is, that yeah. associates with crawling sometimes and definitely you know you can see you know some some parents may see a change to their baby's sleep during that period of of growth but but others some not so every baby responds to these yeah def- definitely And some some babies will go may go through a full regression at this stage others it just may affect them to a small extent so yeah it's i guess trying not to feel too too overwhelmed about about what may happen because there's a lot of talk about this
0: subject and when you say full regression what i mean i'm sort of thinking is it a half regression i mean when you say full regression what do you mean exactly by full regression
1: I mean, in the sense that some babies' sleep may really be they you know sleep is definitely influenced by temperament and mm-hmm. you know some every baby finds falling asleep differently you know to yeah, others so yeah, some find course. it easier than others and and during these mental leaps, it just may really it may really affect some. Under individuals more than others. So I guess being in tune if you can with your baby and, and what calms them, what settles them uh, and supporting them as best as you can when they need it is is re- would be really great.
0: Yeah, I, I just um, thought of something again when you said that. I, I've actually had a mum who I, I look after their baby sometimes and she said to me that her when she was a baby or growing up, even in adulthood, she doesn't sleep very well. Even now she wakes up in the night and she says that it's, she's told me it's a sort of family trait and her son doesn't do it very well. I look, you can't generalize, but I just sort of wondered what your thoughts were on that.
1: Yeah. So I think again, temperament and, and that that comes into play with, I guess, a little bit of genetics there. Yeah, so yeah, of course, yeah. there, there is a link there to a certain degree, but uh, how we respond as, as, as parents is yeah, definitely more important. Yeah. Also, yeah, that also influences how babies learn and, and develop this skill, which, which is a skill of falling asleep. It is a learned skill. So it takes a developmental maturity, both physically and emotionally, to be able to, to manage the, this skill. And, and
0: it takes time. I mean, some adults don't sleep very well. So how can we expect a little baby to sleep well all the time? So um, do you have yeah. any tips for parents on um, first-time moms on how to survive their baby sleep regression or progression yes. whatever?
1: Yeah, yeah. So definitely, I think, I think one of the big things would be reaching out firstly to you know a partner or friends and family for yeah support and and maybe some time to catch up on some sleep if 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 you're uh, a bit sleep deprived you know lack of sleep is you know definitely can take its toll on people and As a mum myself, I you know I've I've been through you know I've had times when one my children have been unwell and sleep definitely has been affected for a stage. Knowing that it's knowing that it's a moment you know a stage and and that there is light at the end of the tunnel and and trying to stick to their I guess their their patterns and. Um, I try and avoid the word routine, but, you know, I like a flexible routine, yeah, you yeah. know, setting up those predictable events leading up to sleep and naps. If you can't get your baby to sleep in the day for, for those day sleeps, then I'm a big believer in rather than battling that that sleep. And your baby becoming overtired and you becoming very stressed in the process, then offering that sleep in in a pram, or go you know, or popping them in the carrier for a walk, just to encourage that rest and encourage, you know, so so that we're avoiding overtiredness. Because overtiredness just, you know Yeah, gets uh, yes, I've experienced that. Yeah, following following their lead, responding to their cues, looking looking out for those tired signs, and you know winding down before sleep yes, is yes. also another key one.
0: And not, and I guess with from um, from me in a childcare and baby massage stuff, I feel that, that, that having not too much TV and loud noise. And just having sort of, as you say, quiet time and stories and maybe some relaxing music and set that as a routine at certain times of the day. So they know that when they hear Enya or when they hear Vivaldi or whatever it is you choose, that that's time to, that's my, you know, they get the cue that they've got to wind down. That's right.
1: So, yeah, creating that that moment of quietness for, for your baby to, um, or toddler to, I guess, get in that sleepy state and prepare, you know, so the, the, the brain is preparing for sleep. Um, so, you know, they say for, for children under two, I Two years of age, no screen time is the advice. Definitely avoiding screens, um, you know, prior to bedtime, at least an hour before if your child's older than two. But you know, 15 to 30 minutes of of winding down, looking at some books with your baby or your toddler, when they're a toddler, you know, giving them the ability to make choices. You know, toddlers yes, love yes. to be independent. Yes, don't they? They? <laughs> they do. And they also like
0: to challenge us, which is part of their job, <laughs> oh, right? a good job they have at that they're
1: very that's a very good job they're very good at that yeah a a really a really wonderful lady called Janet Lansbury who I follow a lot so who's been a great resource for me as a parent and a professional but you know she says if a toddler's not testing you then they're not doing their you know they're not doing their job so you know I think just but but really winding down just just can make such a difference with settling it really can do from experience
0: Yeah, and I know it's sometimes quite hard for um, parents to do that because they come home from work and they just want to get the tea ready, get everything done. So they just plonk their their kid in front of the TV, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, but I personally don't agree with it. But they do that. And of course, then they wonder why their kids aren't going to go to sleep because they've had too much screen time.
1: Yeah, screen time can make a massive difference to to settling and sleep, but doing things like a nice bath, like you said, massage is a lovely one. Lots of um, verbal reassurance. So Mm -hmm. talking through what you're doing with your baby, talking through emotions as well, especially in those toddler years. So labelling, you know, I know you're feeling sad, but, you know, mummy's here for you. Or I know you're feeling tired. So, yeah, encouraging encouraging that day sleep because day sleep
0: really makes a difference to night sleep. Another parent... As a parent yourself, have you got, and a sleep consultant, but I guess as a mum and as a parent, you've got any anything that you can really sort of say to a mum that's re- reassuring that can help them if they're having a really tough time, both as a parent and as a sort of professional sleep consultant as well.
1: Yes well as i said i've i've gone i i've had moments in my life where i've definitely been tired and and been struggling with settling for various reasons you know illness being being one of them and i think you know having my partner around was a big help so reaching out for support if you can catching up on some sleep where where possible trying to remember that you know it it is a short Phase and time, and that with a bit of a transition, and I don't want to say a bit of hard work, but I guess a bit of concentration and, and effort being put on trying to get things back to how they were again, things will fall back in place. And there's you know lots of people out there for support, so you know, trusting in those healthcare professionals, so your local child and family health nurses, reaching out to your GP if, you, if you're feeling overwhelmed with it all. So looking after you is really important. Yeah, of course. Because, yeah, it can, get, it can get very overwhelming when your baby isn't sleeping and you're not getting enough sleep and you're finding it hard to settle them.
0: And do you think patting and rocking and dummies are a good option or is there any other sort of things that you might think is better than I, I don't like dummies, but that's just my own personal preference. But, you know, rocking and patting, because as a childcare worker, I've often pat kids to sleep. Some of them love it. Some of them like the touch and others just push me away and just sort of and say no. So is there any sort of uh, tips on that?
1: Yeah, so with um, with settling and, I guess, settling strategies, I generally would never sort of start introducing those until around that 10 to 12-week mark of age, uh, purely because your little baby isn't generally emotionally and physically ready for that. Mm, okay. uh, so lots of cuddles and comfort up until then and support to find sleep it is, 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 you know, I guess it's probably most likely going to be needed because your little baby is just, you know, being in inside, you know, utero yep. Yeah. And and now it's in the big wide world. So lots of support to find sleep until then, but definitely I'm a big believer in white noise. I'm using white noise for settling, giving a bit of a shush, so shushing your baby, so shh like that patting definitely I think and can help so, as well
0: as white, part of what yeah
1: so um patting to the rhythm of, of of a heartbeat is um can be useful and again just really watching and looking at how your baby responds to these is is gonna I guess best support you and your baby because some babies like you said Helen don't don't really like to be touched or yes. or you know have that contact, respecting their space, I guess as well to find sleep is another one, so looking at this listening for those cries, if your baby's you know grizzling or having a bit of a fuss then then respecting that and seeing seeing if those cries. You know, taper off. Uh, so we're allowing them and we, we, I guess we're observing them and seeing what they're capable of. So when we look at settle, you know, when I look at sat- settling, uh, with infants and toddlers, I, I definitely look at a response based approach. So responding and, and promoting trust and security to your baby
0: going going some parents say that they go back in and out of the room all the time like one you know one parent will go in and pat them and stay with them for a while and then sort of gradually go out the door or they they have an approach where then a dad might do something differently but I I would have thought the approach of just gently either patting them or choosing not to whichever one or just sitting there with them and gradually getting up and moving out of the door and they whinge or they cry a little bit just to keep going and just sit outside the door and see how they go. Is that is that a positive approach you would say or not?
1: Definitely, yes. I think, you know, just consistency is ideal if you can with, with whatever you approach as as a family you choose to do. And, you know, having a chat with your partner be, you know, I think something, you know, that would be really great. Like if you were to just chat it out and say what you feel comfortable with. And I guess it all comes down to family culture and beliefs and looking at that. But definitely I think being with your baby and I guess the end goal is if your baby's calm, when we look at settling, if your baby's calm, then, then let's just sit back and see what your baby does. Because that's yeah, how yeah, we that really is. get yeah. to, yeah, observe them and, and observe what they're capable of. If your baby cries out for you, then, then I would be then going in with a bit of patting and a bit of shushing to see if that to see if that helps calm them and if they're calm then I would I would stop that and and sit next to them for a little bit and see see how they respond and go from there
0: yeah and so when would you sort of finally sort of leave the room would you just and if they if, yeah, they're, yeah, if, they're, if really- they're
1: calm then I would then I would try walking walking away from from them and again,
0: wait, listen, see, see what happens and then if they cry again, if they if you walk out and they've cried again in two minutes would you would you automatically go back in again, or would you say, "No well, I'll let them cry just for a, another minute and just see what happens like you know is the controlled crying is
1: so I'm not a believer in um, no. yeah controlled crying. Or crying neither am I, out. but I just. So yeah, I would wait uh, sort of three to four. Uh, again, if they're protest sort of forceful cries, then that's when I would be suggesting, mum, dad goes in and and is there to support to support your baby um and if the cries continue to be like that and your baby isn't managing and is distressed then definitely pick them up and and try and give them some support there
0: mm-hmm. no i'm glad you say that because i'm not a great believer in control crying I don't, yeah. yeah yeah i've had that so, so much in child care and you just that you just put the baby in the cot and you let them cry. And I just, I just cringe. I sit outside thinking, Oh God, what do I do? You know, I don't want to leave them crying, but it's just one of the things that I've had to do. I just feel so awful.
1: Yeah. It's not pleasant at all. And it's, um, you know, I think all of my approaches are in line with an infant, infant mental health approach, you know, from experience, building trust, Mm -hmm. building that security, Um, nurturing that baby to to, to develop this skill, ultimately, you know, helps them to find sleep. You know it, that that's the big thing, really, building building that trust, building knowing trust, knowing yeah. that knowing that um, you know, mum, dad, carer will come come when they when they really need
0: need you to come. And just before we finalise, is there one magical tip that I, I know we've had a lot of tips here, but is there one particular magical tip that you give a first-time mum who's really struggling and, and panicking and thinking, oh, help, what do I do? What magical tip would you... With regards
1: to um, sleep. sleep sleep, progression or yeah. just with regards to sleep?
0: I guess in regards to sleep progression, because that's what we're talking about.
1: Sure. I would, I would just say, yeah, follow, follow your baby's lead, follow their cues, follow that need for sleep. I'm not a believer in waking babies. So yeah, follow, follow their need for sleep. And, and whilst they're going through this, I guess, period of growth, and if they're struggling with sleep, then, then offer them that sleep in the day, wherever, wherever you can and, and wherever possible so that it doesn't become too overwhelming for both of you.
0: No, that's 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 a good tip. Thank you so much for coming on to this podcast with me, Catherine, again. And I've really enjoyed talking to you again. It's been great. And Pleasure. I look forward to having sort of further chat to you sort of down the line. Lovely.
1: Thanks so, so much, after- Helen. It's been lovely, lovely taking part in it.
0: Catherine shared some great tips on what you can do to help everyone get through a baby sleep regression. Catherine has also written an article, How to... Pre- proactively manage baby sleep regression, which you can access from her website. I have included a link to this article in the show notes at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash zero one nine. I have also started a new Facebook group called First Time Moms Lounge, so please join us and you'll gain access to tips to help you and your baby through the beginning stages of your journey. You can access this group by going to mybabymassage.net forward slash Facebook and thank you so much for listening.